Welcome to the Voice of the Force podcast, Temple Archives Comics, Darth Vader, Volume 4, End of Games. My name is Noma, and I'm joined by my co-host Dan. Hello! And Ed. Hello, hello. How are you guys doing today? I'm good-ish. Getting decent. there. <laughs> yeah, pretty decent. End of the school year is a little crazy, but yes, I'm getting there. Oh, that's fair. Glad to hear from you guys. And uh, yeah, we have just finished up our May 4th giveaway, and the winner has been announced and drawn. Well, drawn and announced, you know how it is. And uh, Dan, do you mind telling us a little bit about that? The only thing I can tell you is the winner is at Sean Sig on Twitter. And thank you, everybody, for entering and supporting the podcast. It really does help. And we'll keep keep your eye out on our social media for any more contests that may come up. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Alrighty, Ed, what is this podcast that we're doing all about? Yeah, so this is Temple Archives, where we go over Star Wars canon, and that can be story, TV, movies, books. But what we do, we give you a quick summary. Uh, we tell you how it either relates to Legends material or canon material, or if it has pieces of both. And then we have a little discussion on it, you know, what we thought of the books, what it invoked with us, or, you know, if we can reference it to anything happening now. And then where it fits in the timeline. So if there's something you hear on here that you think we missed, or if there's something that you know that we said that we're like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. I want to know more. You can check out our website. We've got more episodes on there. We might be, there might be content. If you didn't like this one, there might be something on there you like. Um, it's voiceofforce.com. We've got Temple Archives on there. We've got Hollywood Headlines on there. We have our regular discussion show on there. And we have specials on there. Some of those so specials lot- are great. My God, yeah. some of those specials are great. So there's a lot that you can find on there. If you prefer talking through email, you can reach us at voiceoftheforce at gmail.com. If you're more of a social media buff, you can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram. We're at voiceforcepod. Also retweeting all those posts on there, either tweets, posts, whatever they are, if you can share them. It helps with growing the listener base, and we really appreciate it, and it's always a great thing to see, just seeing all fans of star wars grow and grow and talk with each other is amazing so if you listen rate review and follow and subscribe to the podcast on apple podcasts google podcasts soundcloud spotify amazon music and all major podcast platforms if you leave us with a five-star review <laughs> it's always nice and a comment that does help with visibility and that way if you get an update because if you subscribe or follow you get those updates for free but if you do and those updates come up, it'll be like right there. Or if you search for us, it'll be right there. Because the more visibility you get, the higher you up on the list, yeah? Yeah. So you got to check that out. And be sure to listen to everything in this. It'll be, it won't be that long. But once oh, you we're going to go for outro, hours on this one, Ed. Hours. So when you get to the outro, <laughs> that's where we're going to tell you what's going to be happening on the next episode of Temple Archives. So stay tuned for that. The one thing I just want to say, thinking about those specials again, some of the best specials we have were like this. If you want to like live vicariously through us, through Star Wars Celebration in Chicago, we had, I think, three or four episodes on that. And they're, you know, like 30 to 45 minutes, but they are fantastic. They're so much fun. And then the Secrets of the Empire special, that was also really good, where we did the VR game at mm-hmm. uh, the Rec Room. That was, that was amazing. And uh, it was a really fun discussion after that as well. Yeah, no, and you've got a great point, right? Like those specials really show a lot of stuff that... I think it would be hard for some people to experience normally. I mean, you know, if you miss Celebration, you miss Celebration, unfortunately. And with Secrets of the Empire, that's only available in those few places where they had that... The Void experience? 
yeah, well, like, yeah. the setup itself because mm -hmm. the way they designed well we talk about it in that yeah yeah we go into it a lot but it's it but... is a really unique experience mm -hmm. especially right now yeah. where you can't do anything yeah and uh, that way you can also hear about Dan definitely not screwing up the beginning of an encounter for I us. I may or may not have shot Noma <laughs> in the leg. Or chest. I, I, can't, I can't remember where it is. It's fine. I de definitely wasn't shooting a console that you guys were trying to use while we were uh, yeah. <laughs> trying to figure out an area. Yeah. So good. Yeah. Speaking of good stuff, though, let's get into this week's review. So, like we said at the top, we are reviewing Darth Vader Volume 4 this week, which oh, is yeah. called End of Games. So, the cover art is done by Mark Brooks, Juan Gimenez, Salvador LaRocca, and Edgar Delgado. If I've messed up any of your names, I apologize for that. I'm pretty sure the, just a heads up that the cover artists for those that were mentioned there are yeah, the for all the different... All in the back, yeah, in the back of the yeah, book. Issues. Yeah, for all the different issues. So... Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure who does it for the uh, trade paperback, but yeah, we also got the writers. Uh, the writer is just one this time. It's uh, Kieran Gillen, and the pencilers are Max Fiumara and Salvador LaRocca. And yeah, for the trade paperback, the title that we've got is, it's kind of interesting because it is an image of, I think it's supposed to be Death Star 2, Two but it could yeah. be 1. The Death Star kind of mixes in with Vader's helmet, and then there's a bunch of X-Wings flying by in front of him. So good. And uh, the one thing that kind of is interesting to me about this image is that Vader's helmet looks really old, like really old school. Yeah, yeah, like the, you see like almost Ralph McQuarrie concept art design. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look Skin realistic like it does in the actual comic it. itself. It definitely has that concept art look. Yeah, and a, a definitely a part of that is on if you look at his face grill, it's got this weird thing where like the face grill comes down, but the actual grill that we're used to seeing goes back yeah, and comes yeah. up and backwards into the mask. Yeah, which is kind of kind of interesting. But yeah, it's a cool design. It looks like Juan Jimenez, or Jimenez uh, was the one who, who drew this, and honestly did a fantastic okay. job. Mm -hmm. And you see Vader with his like lightsaber, kind of. You can just see the barely uh, the lightsaber blade ignited there on the on the left hand yeah, side. Yeah, and even the lightsaber looks old school. It might also be the color palette because the color palette looks really kind of like 70s pastel kind of thing yeah, yeah like and that that really reminds me of that ralph mcquarrie art so yeah maybe that's what's making me see that detail in the x-wings though damn oh yeah it's really nice you can it's always nice to see uh star wars art where you can tell that the person who did it really likes star wars because mm -hmm. like the amount of details that go into like look you can see the panels under the x-wing s foils like <laughs> yeah oh yeah <laughs> that's some serious commitment but that's well, nice yeah so yeah, we'll go over a spoiler-free synopsis, give our quick little ideas about or ideas, thoughts about this book. And yeah, we'll go from there. So the synopsis for this book. With the Shu Turan War over, Vader returns to his original plans, keeping ahead of Inspector Thanoth while dismantling Silo's operation. With approval from Palpatine to destroy Silo and his remaining forces. Vader and the Doctor engage in a duel of brains and brawn as both attempt to establish their dominance over the Empire. So, yeah, that's a real quick, spoiler-free-ish synopsis of this book. You know, compared to Shoot to Run War, this one definitely doesn't feel like filler. We're really wrapping up the end of the Vader arc that they've set out on so far. Yeah, this is the end of the first Vader series from 2015. 
yeah it's got it's got a lot of interesting stuff in it i really enjoyed this issue like we'll, we'll talk about it later on but there's a lot of really interesting in-depth stuff that they go into and they kind of flesh out a couple of characters that we hadn't really gotten to see too much of mm-hmm. and overall there's just it's a lot like this story is just non-stop it's kind of similar to vader down in that way yeah where it's just like hey we've started there's no breaks there's no cutaways to like other things going on or goofy side stories or anything. the main story all the way through it's just action yeah and intrigue but yeah uh what do you guys think ed what about you um this one's spoiler free revenge if you want another revenge <laughs> book honestly and it's it's revenge and willpower and the lengths that people will go to to get it i had similar feelings with the dark bane series that trilogy was awesome um, and, and it featured a lot of the events just over a longer period of time than, you know, you can only get so much in a, a few issues, to, especially towards the end. But there's moments in this that are just grand. It makes you, if you didn't like Vader before, you don't necessarily have to like him now, but you can see what drives him and his motivations are. You get a lot of that, the 2015 version anyway, in this book. Mm. If you if you don't like Vader, then something's wrong with you. <laughs> I think I can speak for all of us when I say that. Even someone who loves good guys and just yeah. like being good and good things as much as Dan. <laughs> I, I, I just think Darth Vader is a very, like, he's a nuanced character with so many different um, levels of, of just character development and destruction and rebuilding. Like, just mm. everything about Darth Vader and Anakin is just, I don't know, it's it's got this... Ed actually convinced me to enjoy Darth Vader more since I've known him. Because I was like, oh yeah, Darth Vader's a great villain, so cool. But then like, as you kind of break his character down, you mm. get this really intricately molded character. And oh, yeah. it's just really fun to watch his journey. The one thing I would say is on the cover of the volume, it says, from thefandompost.com, fantastic stuff, once again. Yes, I agree. It is fantastic <laughs> is stuff, an, once again. That is an oversimplification, but yes. yes no, it is, it is a great great end to the um kieran gillen darth vader series mm. all i heard from what you said dan is that ed has successfully turned you to the dark side yeah oh yeah <laughs> definitely ed... <laughs> ed has done what noma has failed to do that's fair because he uses <laughs> deceit and guile not rage and anger yeah, yeah. it's the reason why I, there's a reason why i prefer sith warriors apparently <laughs> I'm an, i was about to say apparently i'm an inquisitor now okay. yeah plus we get I'll a lot of assassin or long fair we like get a lot of bt and triple zero in this as well and dr afra mm. and i feel like you're getting to know dr afra and how she thinks more in this book um because mm. you see her non-spoiler you see her kind of work through situations where you're like, how the fuck is she going to get out of this? And then she uses her, her intelligence to do it, right? She's well, low-rent Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah. Legit. She's got contingencies for she's everything. Like, she's like Batman, but also like Indiana Jones mixed together. Like kind of well, like those two interweaving. And this series did something that... It happens sometimes in Star Wars for me, but it's rare, right? Where... You know, because I started off, if you go back and listen to our Vader 1 review, I don't like Afra. It was oh, literally just her introduction. Like that that Indiana Jones ripoff line, I was like, no, like we're, we're, no, we're done with this character. <laughs> no one doesn't like references to but, things in other things. Stop so doing cheap. it. It's, if you're going to do a reference, do it well. Don't just fucking but, shove the line in there. Yeah. And be like, so, do remember this thing? It's, yeah. just like, it's no, so no. on the nose of Star Wars 2 exactly. because it's Harrison Ford. It's just like, just because it's him doesn't give yeah. you any sort of leeway to do that. 
yeah it's like it's be clever yeah yeah it's like look we brought in asian space indiana jones and i'm like as an asian no stop it don't don't do that <laughs> give that me a, a unique character but by you know and by the end of this episode or by the end of this comic i, I was on board like i'd be down to read the afro comics now mm. yeah oh yeah so, just you know, remember, it's, like, if you want to get good heroes, you need good villains. Otherwise, you would yeah. get everything either average or mediocre, and there's no point. And the way and that yeah, Afro make... handles situations in this book is just... Like, well, and yeah, that's the thing, like... right? You make, them, you make them engaging, and you make them unique, and you make them, you know, something that we don't see in this universe. So when Afro was first introduced, it's, you know, generic kind of garbage. But by now, you know, she's really grown into her own character. And like you guys said, right, it's, it's, she's becoming her own thing. She's kind of aping a little bit on Batman, but in ways that I can understand because unlike Batman, she doesn't have unlimited money. Exactly. And yeah, no, it was just interesting overall. And uh, yeah, just one other thing. <laughs> I think this is probably the longest we've talked in a spoiler-free review, which yeah, is definitely. interesting. But the, the one other thing, just jumping back to Vader is, uh, yeah, I think you're right. Like when you look at Vader, when you just watch him in the movies, he's a cool character, right? He like, looks badass, hell, is yeah. badass. Yeah, so you get that that side of him. But a lot of the breakdowns that you then get with the newer lore and like all the st- stuff that's going into them, right? Where you can see uh, this series and the other series and the the future of Vader comics, when you can see how he deals with his own remorse and despair, yeah. when you can see those bubbling up and how he tries to push those down or move past them or even just destroy them, yep. this, this this constant war of emotions and it, you know making it so much more interesting, especially when you know you know, that this is, there are little parts of Anakin that are still in there somewhere. Yeah. As much as he doesn't want to admit it. Yeah, exactly. As much as he doesn't want these things to come to the surface, he has to deal with them. And it's, it's, I find that really interesting because it's a, it's surprisingly, it's kind of a unique dichotomy of a Sith. You don't usually, in most other Sith that we have, you don't get to see, you know, well, that remorse and that like, oh God, what have I done? kind of bubbling up right with you know bane and and palpatine and uh like all like the only thing i can think of is like tenebris a little bit right when it's oh god what what have i created but yeah you don't usually get to see that kind those kind of conflicting emotions with sith so it's actually yeah and it makes them a lot better i guess darth crate had it a little bit as well but crate was just kind of a more boring villain Mm. so that's that's different though that's if we ever get into star wars Oh God! What, uh, legacy was it? Legacy or Legends? Yeah, I can't remember. It was what they Legacy. Called it. Yeah. Legacy. Yeah, with Cade Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that about wraps up. I mean, you know, from all of us, we'd all definitely recommend this book. It's the end of this Vader series, so you know, we all absolutely would recommend reading this if you like Star Wars or Vader. But with that being said, I think from here we're going to dive into the full spoiler review. So here is your spoiler warning, as always. If you haven't read End of Games, we definitely recommend going out and reading it now. Once you've done that, you can come back because we're going to go into the plot, the characters, everything that happens. We're going to be we're going to give you a real brief blow by blow on the plot, and then we're going to dive into our discussion. So last warning, spoilers are ahead. We're going to spoil things. You have been warned. We're going to blow you so hard. Uh, well. Dan will. Uh, neither of us agreed to that. You but, just said yeah, blow by blow, and I'm like, God damn it, Nova, that is not the wording you want to use there. That's just because yeah, I that you went real hundred. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry? It's a real expression. I'm just not, I'm not just I, making I it know, up. I know, I know, I <laughs> know. All right. So, yeah, uh, I'm going to throw a little bit of shade on Rebel Jail before we start, uh, especially since the writer is the same writer who does this one. But unlike Rebel Jail, a lot of stuff happens in this, and it it is, there are no breaks. So we start off with basically Vader has met with Inspector Thanoth on a middle-of-nowhere planet, and Thanoth reveals that 
he knows everything about Vader at this point. He knows all the things he's been doing this entire series, and he knows where about Afra and where she is. So he gives her uh, he gives Vader her location, and then basically says that hey, I believe the Palpatine's wrong. I think you're the one who should be in charge. Palpatine had a plan; it screwed up and failed. We need stronger leadership. And he basically just says like, I came here to tell you this, and I know that it's futile to run from you. So uh, thank you for working with me. It's been a pleasure, Anakin. Yeah. So he knows that much about him at this point. Vader just just kills him and, and moves on. And uh, yeah, so from there, he basically sends BT and Triple Zero to go get Afra, And they find her on the... I ran. I don't know, remember what the planet's name is. Backwater it's really World. Not important. Yeah. yeah, Backwater World 18. And uh, yeah, Afra's just enjoying drinks and trying to forget about her past until BT and Triple Zero roll up and just kind of... Actually, there's a couple things I had because the first they go and visit this this friend of Afra's who's like a really good droid maker. Oh, yeah, that was and, really cool. Uh, yeah, they have a really interesting standoff because the droid maker is smart enough to realize who Triple Zero is. And then when Triple Zero shows BT off, he even knows who, like, what that model is, right? Like, the, the Blastromech, which is yeah. still kind of a painful pun, but I'll, I'll accept yeah. it. <laughs> but, yeah, basically, they, they kind of have this in- interesting standoff, and then they eventually leave. But as they leave, it turns out that BT turned off all of the restraining bolts on the droid makers droids and they're all like all combat enforcer, droids. yeah enforcer and combat droids yeah there's one Sorry, from Swotor, i think in there it's like the circa Probably. circa like one that looks like a big droidica yeah the really heavy blocky one yeah i'm like oh, oh that's cool i was like that's oh, a those, really fun reference those are those are generic round models like zirka one just had like a green and gray sort of green mm. green yellow it's like when you go it's like it's like the when you're running around a planet to do like your missions or your dailies or whatever it's like those those ones that are in like the groups with like the humans or the other droids but it's like the really big one that's like the gold star one that it takes a little bit of time to take down mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah. those guys you're elite yeah yeah exactly um but yeah we also got this dialogue that i thought was pretty funny where once they leave triple zero is like no 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 it's fine that you did that yeah, you know, he deserves it. And who knows? If he treated his droids well, they probably won't be angry at him. And then you see the lab explode in the yeah. background. <laughs> He's just like, oh. <laughs> it's, like, yeah, it's like, oh, you know, people should really treat their droids better. Yeah. 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 I still and, stand uh, by that. That's a... F- yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Like, the fact, be, be we see happy, all of them treated like kind. trash. And it's like, no, man, they're doing everything for you. They're computing things for you. You can travel. Look at Look at the Chiss. They need navigators. They can't travel without them because mm-hmm. they can't calculate all that stuff like that. Yeah, you wouldn't need Skywalker. You do all this stuff, and you're treating them like trash. They can mm-hmm. they could send you into a. Well, the reason they don't use droids in, in the in the Chiss ascendancy is because the chaos is so chaotic, right? Well, we don't know actually, right? Like they. Well, I guess that's my assumption, just, but yeah, that's they yeah. lost the technology, I believe, and then yeah. if it is around there, they just don't know how to harness it, use it, build it, whatever. You make all these. Boy, that's what Ron says. Yeah, but you should have listened to that one. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like no one, no one in the chaos uses droids, right? Yeah. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, so anyways, they they head off to find Afra, and they go with Black Chrysanthemum, and we learn why later. But uh, yeah, they basically roll up on this backwater world and just annihilate the town that Afra's in. Yeah. And basically, uh, she surrenders and, and they take her, well, surrenders in quotes because, you know, she's still technically the master. But, you know, as Triple Zero says, the orders from Vader supersede anything that Afra is telling them until they complete their mission. So they take Afra with them. And at the same time, Vader has arrived at Tag Ship and the Superstar Destroyer, the Executor. And while he's there, he basically gets the go-ahead from Palpatine of being like, you know what, take out Silo, he betrayed us, he might as well go down. And at the same time, they have a really interesting conversation where 
Palpatine's like, ah, oh, Vader, I've been on your side this entire time. Silo's thing was just, I was indulging him. I was doing all this stuff, and I knew that you would become more powerful than his creations, and you would defeat them. And Vader just has this awesome turnaround where he goes like, yeah, and I'm sure if any of his creations had beaten me, you'd be telling them this exact same story right now. And uh, yeah, you know, kind of that, that nice Sith duality. But yeah, Vader heads off to go and fight Silo, who's hiding in a nebula with his weird mecha whales that... I think they're supposed to be Pergil, but no, Pergil they're, they're different at that point. Okay. Yeah, they're they're. I can't remember what they're called, but there's a specific name for them. They just look like space blue whales, but yeah, they're all like mechanized. And Vader fights his way into one of them, and while he's in that ship, the uh, final two of Silo's apprentices get ready to square off against them. But Silo tells Morit to hang back, and sends Voidgazer to go and fight Vader. Never mind, they're so, not called they're not called Pergils, but they're also not called anything. They're just called organic living whale ships. Oh, okay. Ooh, interesting. <laughs> Very unique. But yeah. I mean they did look cool. They did. But yeah, so basically inside this this void whale, Toulon, uh, Voidgazer, and Vader square off, and she sends a bunch of her bioengineered monstrosities against him. And it ends with Vader fighting this like cyber rancor. Oh, that was fucking cool. Yeah, it was, it was a cool fight because he's actually on the back foot for a little bit. And then uh, Toulon unfortunately explains that unless you, you destroy the Rancor's brain, it won't stop. So Vader just plunges his lightsaber into the Rancor's brain. Well, he severs the link between what yeah, she that's did right. the, the link between and the, the brain. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which then just kills the Rancor yeah, anyway. Yeah, essentially, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's the little brain blow. So yeah, that happens. And then uh, Toulon and Vader actually square off. And it's... It's the same kind of thing where it's Vader's on the back foot for a little bit, and then Voidgazer just keeps explaining things about her, and Vader uses that against her. Yeah. She's basically like, oh, my spheres have a perfect defense. They'll never stop firing, you know. They won't stop until you run out of stamina, and Vader's like, oh, they won't stop firing, huh? And he just uses the force to turn them on her. Yeah. And she gets yeah blasted to pieces by her own, her own orbs. But at that same time, the Void Whales have moved, so they're now at the Executor, and Silo basically activates his failsafe plan which is he basically turns off he because he worked on the executor he turns off sections of it oh no this was Toulon that did that it was both of them though wasn't was it? it was it maybe it was well you're right because because now yeah Toulon's the one who worked on the executor for a little bit and did all this crazy shit yeah yeah, yeah but uh silo I, from what i remember i might be wrong but silo's the one who had the overrides for it and Toulon's oh, the yes, one who put yes. in the yeah. the yeah, the next thing, which is as the executor is trying to prepare to defend itself, there a bunch of knockout gas is basically vented into the entirety of the ship. Yeah. It's not really a neurotoxin because it doesn't kill anybody. That's what uh, but... that's what B or Triple Zero said. No, uh, Triple Zero. Like I had to read that one a couple of times because okay. it was confusing. But it, it's basically just to knock everybody out. Oh, and I see. Triple Zero says if it wasn't for that, if for the fact that you know a certain almost loyal droid had an antidote for it, you'd be a drooling mess on the floor right now. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember he said also like, oh, this is the one thing that's wrong about mono species. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, on that it only works on humans, yeah. right? But no, because because the the reason that it's I think it's a knockout thing as well as tags on the ship. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah. So, anyways, yeah. BT Triple Zero, Afram, and Chrysanthemum have all landed on the, the Executor at this point, and so yeah, Afra's almost knocked out, but BT uh, stops that from happening, and yeah, that that's why Chrysanthemum is not affected because it's keyed just for humans, which makes sense. It's an Empire ship. Who else is going to be on it? So yeah, basically, Silo actually takes over the ship. Like he's running the Executor, which is super impressive because Palpatine's still on the Executor at this point. Yeah. But, you know, Silo doesn't know his secrets, so he thinks he's in control of the ship. Mm. And Afro basically is putting together a plan because she's 
she's assuming at this point that Vader brought her back to kill her. So she's like, okay, I needed some contingencies. So she sets off on her own plan as Vader lands on the executor. Oh, you missed you miss and- the part where um, she has an override co- command for, or like the next priority um, command what? for BT in order Zero? For, in order to figure out why they weren't in the Oh, or... no, no, that, that part that part's actually funny. It. Yeah, well, okay. so the, the part Dan's talking about is is pretty funny, which is... They deliver her to the yeah, executor. So they, and they, they deliver her yeah. to the executor, and as she's being taken away by Stormtrooper, she goes, hey, Triple Zero, your order's been finished, right? Like, you've completed it. And he's like, yeah, yeah, we've completed the order. And he goes, all right, then save me. Yeah, priority order, like, save oh, me. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And he's like, oh, yeah, you're my master again now. Oh, that's unfortunate. Oh, no, I have to kill Stormtroopers. And yeah, him and BT just rip them to pieces. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so yeah, that, that part was fun. Yeah, so Vader lands on the Executor. And as he's basically trying to make his way to Silo, Morit is like, all right, it's my time. I'm going to go and get in a spacesuit and fight Vader. And he does. They get out as Vader's trying to get it, get onto the Executor. And he's like, Vader, this is our final duel where I defeat you and take my rightful place as a straw. And he just gets immediately killed. It's not, it's, it's not even a fight. Well, yeah, he... <laughs> He stands on, like, he does, like, a flip over Darth Vader, and then they fight for yeah. a little bit, and then he stands on, like, this really thin piece of Exposed metal. plank, basically, And then he yeah. just, the Vader just cuts it off, and it falls into the sun, and he gets eviscerated, like, yeah, incinerated yeah. by the sun. Which is ironic, since he let his sister burn to death in the last comic, but yep. from there, basically, Vader just makes his way to Silo, and we get kind of this, it, like, this is part of the reason why I like this book, because it becomes this very interesting back and forth. Up until the end of this point, because Silo, it turns out Silo not only worked on parts of the executor, he also worked on Vader's suit. Mm-hmm. So he has an override switch that turns off all of Vader's cybernetics, and he literally just locks Vader up and is like, well, on his knees. Now. Yeah, just forces him down. And we get, I know it's not supposed to be this, but I was trying not to laugh during, basically, we get this internal flashback of Vader just like, like warring with this despair and emotion he goes all the way back to everything that happened on mustafar and he just has this this intense anguish and remorse and that all giving way to all the anger and rage inside of him but i was reading it and being like ah, uh, yeah we get vader's anime power at moment yeah super saiyan vader yeah as he just uses pure anger to basically he goes ham he literally like he he goes over everything again and he he has like a whole flashback in his head where he actually kills Kenobi and Anakin. Yeah. Like As he murders Vader. both of them. And then like even Padme's ghost tries to bring him back and he just kills her too. And it's just this, this brutal just suppression of everything as he just basically be, becomes Darth Vader once again. Yeah. And yeah, he uses just the pure wrath of the dark side to get up and stab Silo with his lightsaber. Yeah, he uses the force to move the mechanical parts of his body, which is yeah. fucking nuts. Yeah, it was it was really cool, you know, uh, aside from me in my head just hearing like every anime power up song as he was doing that. But uh, yeah, so he kills Silo and then uh, Silo wakes up again because he's got all of his clone bodies once again that are, you know, constantly just just reviving him. And yeah, from there, it it gets a little bit faster from here because basically in a nutshell, Vader just goes to Silo's lab and Silo has this whole, oh, I'm perfect, I'm immortal, you can't kill me, nothing can kill me, and then Vader kills him. Yeah. Yeah, there's and, like, they're all, like, naked fighting Vader with, like, flamethrowers. Yeah, with blaster and, pistols. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's just like, you're not gonna win, boys, but yeah, good yeah. effort, I guess. So yeah, he just eviscerates them. And now with Silo out of the way, he goes back to report to Palpatine, and it turns out that Aphra's actually already told him everything. Aphra, basically, her power play was to go to Palpatine and explain everything that Vader's been doing, and be like, haha, now Palps, I'll take care of you and I'll be okay. But that kind of backfires 
well, kind of backfires because it turns out Palpatine's just very impressed with Vader. And he, he basically says like, oh my God, you went behind my back and you tried to, to take me out. And wow, you try, you went the full, uh, the full nine yards. Congratulations, Vader. You're so much more Sith than I thought you were. Yeah. And uh, he basically just leaves them with that. And Aphra's like, okay, yeah, I had to tell him though, right? We're cool, right? And Vader basically makes her get into an airlock and just vents her into space. And uh, basically just is All like, all right. to Keikaku. Yeah, he's just like, yeah, all right, everything, everything's done. That plan didn't work. I guess we'll move on to the next plan. And that's, oh, yeah, and so yeah. with that then being done, Palps is like, hey, so on top of everything else, hey, Tag, you kind of screwed up everything. So now Vader works for you. Yep. Or sorry, so now you work for Vader, and the executor is Vader's instead of Tag's. And yeah, Vader is like, now the de facto right. head of the Empire after me. And Tag's like, yeah. We're gonna work well together, right, Vader? We're gonna be we're gonna be good friends, right? I, I was, I was reports, testing man. you. It's all good. Yeah, I'm yeah. I, I'm important, and I'm and Vader just kills him, just force just force crushes his windpipe, and just drops him to the deck. And then, ironically, oh, he yeah. turns to the next high commanding officer, who is Admiral Ozel, who, if you remember from Episode Five, you know what happens to him, and is basically just like, "Hey, Ozel, how long is it gonna take to repair the ship?" And Ozzel's like, uh, about a month, maybe. There wasn't a lot of damage. He's like, cool, you have two weeks. And when Ozzel's like, I can't do it in two weeks, he goes, oh, well, you can consult with Tag on how to, you know, get it up and running in two weeks. Yeah. And Ozzel's like, we'll have it ready in two weeks. Yeah, we'll have it ready, and, sir. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, so that, that's where we leave Vader, basically. Like, now we know how he got the executor and, you know, why he is now at the head of the Empire again after the Death Star incident. And yeah, the end of the book then becomes... It turns out that Afra was planning to be ejected into space by Vader. This is her light Yagami moment. Ba well, it was yeah, it was her just <laughs> just under like understanding Vader. It shows how yeah. much she understands just the ruthlessness of and the Sith. Taking that at, risk at the very least. with BT Triple Zero and Chrysanthemum. Yeah, because she uses a lot of the tech that they used way back in the asteroid uh, incident, or the asteroid robbing, whatever it was, where Vader got all of the credits for his battle droid army. Mm -hmm. And they are using the uh, tractor beams and vacuum of space to siphon herself onto onto their ship where, you know, she's barely alive because she was still freezing in space. But she basically is rescued by BT and Triple Zero. They've still got some other droids left over and Black Chrysanthemum is also helping out. And we learn the reason why he's helping her is because she owes him money. Yeah, and she and he wants to collect she on comes it. into the airlock. He just like immediately goes to her pockets and takes all the credits. Yeah, and ironically, she even knew about that because she's got her, she's got the money in her vest. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so basically, with with that being squared away, she's like, yeah, I knew that Vader was gonna get rid of me, and so the best way to actually get out of my contract with Vader is to make him think that I'm dead, and it's time to just get as far away me. from the Empire as possible and just figure out what to do next. And yeah, that's where we end off. And like I said, I mean, it sets up Afra really nicely. She's still got Triple Zero and BT and all her connections in the underworld. Oh, boys. And still technically, I don't know if they really outline it, but she's still got like half of the battle droid army because Vader's not using it anymore. Mm. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go from here. But yeah, that wraps up our full summary of Vader Volume 4. A lot happened, but also... A lot happens. So many badass moments. Oh yeah, it's a lot of fun stuff. Yeah, you know what? Let's talk about the thing that Dan <laughs> probably was the happiest about, which was when the, when Vader and Tag were talking. 
Oh, I was no, no, like... no, 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 no. You, you can't take this from me, Noma. You <laughs> well, can't I, take no, this I'll, from me. I, I, won't, I won't take that from you, but it was funny in my head because uh, Vader and Tag were talking, and I was like, yeah, but he can't do anything because episode four hasn't... Ha oh, no, wait a minute. Episode yeah. four, this is after... Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. He murders the shit out of Tag, and it's oh, just yeah. like the most... Palpatine knew exactly what he was going to do, and it was just the seeing Tag squirm because of all his you know failures that he's done and, and everything mm. it was just like vader didn't say a word and it was just like tag being like oh you know i'll run the reports i'll run the scans all the stuff i'll get it to you don't worry about it like we're, we're gonna be working well together and everything it's gonna be great and like i'm sorry that my <laughs> failures are there but i will make it yeah. up i got all this right and then vader's just like done and and they do it really well in the comics because like you don't see you don't even see vader like doing it mm. he's just you see both of their backs and Tag's talking to him, and all of a sudden Tag just it's is like, in yeah. the air. Yeah, you see like the lines, like the force, the force yeah. lines around it for the choking. Yeah, um, and then in the next panel, he's just on the ground. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, like, did he die? Because okay. I forgot he died in this. And then <laughs> when I read it again, I'm like, oh no, he died. He really died. Oh, he's yeah. not in episode five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. That was like the most payoff moment because he's been a, such an asshole since the issue one of Darth Vader. And it's so poetic, too, because he's introduced to us getting force choked in episode four, mm. and he leaves getting force choked. So. I'm going to tell you this right now. In the future of Star Wars comics, uh, past mm. this point, there are more tags. So, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, it's, such a, it's such a convenient archetype. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. I mean, like, there are more family tags, like tags oh, okay. that are part okay. of the family, right? So, And they reference mm. his death later on and stuff as well. But, yeah, I'm so glad he's gone. <laughs> Least favorite <laughs> character of all time. Yeah. Uh, and he can he can join the ranks of well eventually Ozzel and Nita of Imperial officers that Vader chokes. Yeah. <laughs> and the other thing that you, you I think you missed is when mm. he kills Silo for the final time, where mm. he's on the bridge. He's like, you can't affect me with your mind tricks. And then he just looks over at the fucking brain of the whale that's under the the like. The, oh, the, that's uh, right. Yeah. The yeah, transparent yeah. steel, and he just yeah. manipulates the brain of the whale to just fly into the sun. Yeah. And he's like, what? No, this is not true. This couldn't happen. Ah! Just yeah. dies. It's like anime moment of like just being disintegrated by a beam, you know? Yeah, it's that it's that I'm a genius, oh no meme, basically. Yeah. It was, but yeah, I forgot I forgot about great. that part, but that was pretty funny. Yeah, and the, the interesting archetype between Silo and Tulan Voidgazer is mm. they're they immortalize their themselves in technology and what they've done. Right? So mm. like when Voidgazer dies, she says that thing. And then as soon as Darth Vader makes it to the bridge, she's like, ha, you could kill me, but all of my my creations are still my creations. You can't take that from me. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't care. I'm going to take your life. Like, I don't give yeah. a shit. You do what you there, want to do, man. There is some tech from, and I mean, I know Voidgazer was unique with this, but there is some tech that I wish that, you know, the Empire had kept because her ability was really convenient and interesting, right? Yeah, Just Voidgazer. Having, she... having, having the brains to manipulate all those droids at the at the same time. Yeah, well, I'm sure there's cybernetics involved with that. Like, if you look at her, like, she's pretty oh, cybernetic. Yeah, like she, she's, she's super boosted, but they, they say when she's introduced that part of it is her, her brain capacity can run all those droids at once. Yeah, I want to get and a I'm... mountain switchor of that Rancor, though. Damn. Oh, the Mecha Rancor? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just, just having that tech within the Empire, I feel like, would have been really useful. But who knows, right? Like, you could even spin it to say that tech is incorporated into the Death Troopers later on. Yeah, I, I find it funny or how Silo had no idea about Emperor Palpatine being a Sith. And he's like, bring him to the bridge. And then, like, Aphra goes, oh, if that's the case, I'm going to go save him. Because then yeah, I'll be, yeah. I'll be you know, good to go. And I was like, that's exactly how Dr. Aphra would think. Well, it just, it just shows how... Um, 
what's it called? It just shows how well Palpatine plays those cards to his chest, right? Yeah. Where oh yeah. He just like nobody really knows that he's a Sith. I think like canonically, it's just Vader and Masameda. I think I'm not sure if anybody else really knows it. Apparently, right? Chewbacca in the Forest of Fear. <sighs> Fuck. Are you serious? I'm pretty sure there's like there's something mentioned in him. Like, do they know that? Yeah. Like, yeah, seriously. That's yeah. something that you shouldn't have known until after episode six at yeah, the very yeah. least, right? But it's the same with um Oh no, that's knows. Yeah, Ina Bray, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like that's why I got angry in Rebel Jail. Because it's like, how the hell do you know? Yes, you got forest lightning off a sh- off a, a cliff. Yeah. How do you know that's Sith? Yeah. Right? It's, just, it's, it's really weird. So but with annoying. the Mecha Pergil ships, man, those are fucking cool. I oh, really yeah? like those. Those are, <laughs> okay. and then, like, Mecha Pergil, that's what I'm going to call them now, because that's literally what they are. And this came out before the Pergil did. Yeah, yeah, this was way before Rebels. So I thought that was a really fun idea, and it's not your normal... Like, it fits with what Voidgazer and Silo like to do, which is manipulate biology and mechanics, right? And, and merge those two. They were an interesting idea. My biggest problem with them is it's it's the same reason why in 40k they have to jump through all these hoops to make void whales work. It's like yeah, they're cool ideas until someone starts shooting at them. And then when I mean, your bio, when your biological armor is skin and fat, it's not on a very scale that powerful. big though that can withstand the vacuum of space. Like I'm sure that they're pretty well suited for taking blaster bolts. You know, if you look at some of the creatures in Star Wars. It's Sorry. like that creature from Coruscant that uh, was in the Clone Wars, where it had. Oh like, yeah, the Z- well, the Zillow Beast is different, though, right? But it is. But it's, it, I mean, like the scale of the Zillow Beast versus the scale of this whale that can survive in space. Like, it has biological mechanisms that are probably able to withstand those blaster bolts, or if not, Silo probably did some genetic modification to make it so that's you know able to withstand at least something. Maybe, but again, these are all assumptions. Right? Uh, we we do see Vader like blow a hole in the side of. I don't know if there's a machine or the flesh. I can't remember and like yeah, fly yeah, into he, it before it hits into hyperspace. Yeah, yeah, he's able to get inside of it. Yeah. But no, I mean like that. That's a big thing, right? Where it's like, yes, I would assume that they'd be able to to repel space debris and yeah. like rocks, but laser bolts. Yeah, uh, I don't know. And that's like why, like I said, lasers, in forty yeah. k, the only time I've ever seen them be like those same space space whale types being used mm-hmm. is when they're incredibly corrupted by chaos. And specifically, well, specifically Nurgle. So they don't feel anything because they're so diseased and rotten and destroyed that, you know, they're, all of their nerves are dead. And it they're, been... they're supposed to be suicide ships in, in the 40k thing I'm thinking of. That so makes it makes sense. sense. I, I think it would have been a bittersweet thing if these things were actually Pergil. Like knowing I mean, what happens in Rebels of Pergil and like like seeing them. And then I mean, like I seeing could, I could see scientists it. manipulate them to do this kind of shit. Like that yeah. would... I, I could definitely see them doing a retcon for that because that would also explain how they're able to get to hyperspace. They didn't mount a hyperspace or a hyperspace drive on the whales. They're just pergils. Yeah, they could just jump but, into hyperspace, but they didn't look at really anything like it. They, no, no, they're like, a lot like bigger said, they, too. They just look like blue whales. Yeah. So the Inspector Danoff stuff was really crazy. Like I loved how he figured everything out. He was like a like a Moriarty or like a yeah. But yeah, the the Thanos thing actually like. It was cool. He's a cool character, but it, what happened to him? This issue really annoyed me. I mean, to a degree, I understand why Vader killed him, but it's like you have this guy who is stupidly smart. He's basically, yeah, like you were saying, he's kind of like the Sherlock Holmes, yeah, of Star Wars for now. And 
you know, he he shows up and he says, hey, Vader, I know everything. I understand this. By the way, I think the Emperor is weak and you Vader. should be in charge. Yeah, that's, yeah. A loose, that's a loose thread for Vader. He doesn't give a fuck. He'll just oh, take I mean, what he like, wants, right? The stupid move on Thanos' part was mentioning that he knows Vader's Anakin, right? Mm-hmm. But I think he wanted him that's to... Like, too much. But... I think he wanted him to know that he knew it, but he was, could be trusted with that information because he didn't tell anybody. I guess, which but is, like... Which like, prove his loyalty, but at the same time, it's like... You're it, done. Yeah. You're done. And I, I would have preferred it if he'd said, like, hey, I know all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. By the way, I think I think you should be in charge. Yeah. If you want, I'll pledge my services to you because I'd much rather see you on the throne than Palpatine. If you want me to just die at that point, then yeah. And I think that. it's really interesting to note that, like, he and Thrawn are, like, the only two people who know who he is. Yeah, but with Thrawn, it's even the same thing, right? Like, well, granted, I haven't read the second Thrawn book. Yeah. But even then, he's playing it close to his chest, right? When he has suspicions that it might be Anakin, he doesn't say it. No, he doesn't, yeah. But he like, it's, it's, it's heavily implied, right? He's just like, hmm, yeah. there's something here, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's just, let, let's look for that. Not like walk up to Vader and be like, hey, hey. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I have testing him. Yeah. Yeah. Sheev being Sheev. There's nothing new in here. You can definitely tell that this is exactly what Pemper, Emperor, Pemperor Palpatine, Pemperor, yeah. <laughs> Emperor Palpatine would do, and what he would say. And Vader was completely right in the fact that he, if he was the one to fail, that he would have had these other people in yeah. his place. Yeah. Though I don't know if he would have kept these people in Vader's place. I feel like he would have manipulated some other Force being to be his apprentice. You know what I mean? Probably because like, he doesn't well, I mean, care. What... He wants Sith. He doesn't want. Yeah, and I mean, it would depend. Like, it would depend. I think if if Morit or Aeolin had had a good enough midichlorian count, but I'm I I'm they were manipulating sure everything with with technology. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it probably they probably just would have been around until Palpatine had found someone better. Yeah, Morit, throwaway character. Um, yeah, I mean they they all were right. Like that's the that's the my there were problem some with cool God. designs and stuff. Like Carbon was interesting. No, that, that's my problem with Carbon though. Is it's like oh look at him, he's so tough. Oh my God, oh he went down in like two and a half seconds. Yeah, jeez. So, yeah, no, it's it's like there's cool designs and thought processes behind like Void Gazer's cool, but at the same time it's like three seconds and she's dead. But yeah, I mean, yeah. honestly, against Vader one on one, yeah, you're gonna die that fast. Like Void Gazer gets points because she's literally the only one that Vader actually had trouble against. Carbon, kind of, kind of. Like, not of, even though. Like he well, he, he could have just the only other person that he really struggled with was Carbon, but that's because Carbon had the, you know, what was it? It was like the he had like the Kratosis blade or something that turned off his lightsaber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, something like that. I can't I can't remember completely, but yeah, like he struggled a little, but then he just kills him with the force. Yeah. And it's like, well, same thing with Void Gazer, like the right he the Rancor actually gave him trouble. Yeah, the Rancor was cool. Where it had like adrenaline uh, injections, it had I mean cut off his hand, like she just made it so like he couldn't the Rancor couldn't feel it. He had a reinforced thorax. Thorax? No. Thorax? Yeah. Like I can't remember. <laughs> whatever the thing in your throat's called. I think yeah, it's a thorax yeah. or, or that I don't know. Thranks and like all those things and vader's like haha good idea but not good enough and throws a lightsaber at it yeah it's like having evil tech from bad batch on your team where they just keep explaining things and yeah. the explanations what ends up getting them killed exactly but uh yeah you know it's just it is what it is and Anything i mean else that you wanted to go over on this one like there's not a lot like the, the anakin flashback to mustafar was interesting oh, I, love I love that flashback. and like him him as anakin burning and then like obi-wan's there and then Obi-Wan dying, like, throwing him into the lava, Vader coming out and stat, like, and killing Obi-Wan, yeah. but then also fighting Anakin again. Yeah. And he gets put back in that scenario where he's missing his legs and his arm, and he's mm-hmm. looking at Vader walking away, saying, I hate you. And it's like, okay, yeah. 
episode three has changed me. Like this has changed episode three for me forever. In the fact that when he's <laughs> saying I hate you, is he saying it to Obi-Wan or is he saying it to what he's becoming? It's a good question, right? right? I mean, in that in that moment, I think he's saying it to Obi-Wan, but I think it's upon reflection. Yeah. It's, it's you know, a reiteration of another line he says in episode three. It's like the what have I done, right? Like yeah. it's just, and we see this later on in the series too. It's just him, like, you know, we have those moments every once in a while where Anakin comes back to the surface. Yeah. And, that's and when it. Anakin comes back to the surface and realizes everything that's happening, it horrifies him, right? Yeah. Like and we that's... get that in, we get that in, I mean, slight spoilers. We get that in the next Vader series. Yeah. And we get a lot that of Anakin for, in, this one, in the next one. Yeah, and then we get that for for a couple of seconds in Twilight of the Apprentice and Rebels. Mm-hmm. And, and I could I could imagine that if they had like a comic or a, a book of Twilight of the Apprentice, it would be that same thing, right? It's that when he says Ahsoka's name and actually looks at Ahsoka. Oh I mean, spoilers God. for Rebels, by the way, unfortunately. But That's by now we, we hope that you watched it. But like, I assume when he's looking at Ahsoka and she says, "I won't leave you," he has that same moment that he did in this comic, right? Yeah. Where it's because he looks down. And I feel like during that moment, he looks down, it's that same thing. It's, oh, God, what's happened to me? What have I become? You get this reflection and realizing everything, but his rage is his strongest emotion, and that wins out, and then he looks back. If they ever did, like, a comic adaptation of that scene, I feel like when his mask is there and she says that line, he flashbacks Mm. to her leaving the temple. Yeah, exactly. That whole thing and just, like, their relationship and, you know, the fact that it's, like, the last, like, it's that, that, right? The last memory of Anakin is here. Yeah. And there's hope. There's a fight between, like... The Anakin and the Vader, right? There, there's mm. two different people in that suit of armor, right? Yeah. There's Vader that's pushing Anakin down, but Anakin is fighting back, and he finally makes it back once he fights Luke. Yeah. In episode and, six. Yeah, exactly. And we keep getting Vader winning until episode six. Yeah. I love seeing it, right? And this this time, Vader's rage is so intense that you're right. He kills Obi-Wan in his mind. He kills Anakin in his mind, and he kills Padme in his mind. Yeah. Like, at that point, right... If you're willing to kill the entire reason you even became a Sith in the first place, yeah, that's how far he's gone at this point. I but, thought that was a really nice analogy. But also, right? like the analogy of him being like kind of strapped up and like you know, you know how he comes up at the end of Episode Three. Yeah, and, yeah, oh! but back, back at back at the beginning. Yeah, in this, in the comic, he's in that, right? Yeah, yeah. but then he's but also chained to. The thing. I don't know if you noticed that he's actually like mm. physically chained to it, so he can't yeah. get out of it. And he just, that's when he uses the force to break yeah, the chains yeah. and literally move the mach- mechanical parts of his body to kill Silo. And I was just like, yeah. man, can you be more badass? Like, <laughs> goddamn. That was good. It was, it was a great metaphor, right? It's yeah. he's trapped in his own mind and physically, right? Yeah. And yeah, it's, you know. Kieran you Gillen need... and the artists that worked on these these issues, man. Like, oh, holy it's great. shit. Yeah. And again, I hate to keep throwing shade on, on him, but this is why I'm so annoyed with Rebel Jail. Because you get Rebel Jail and it's so weak. And then you get End of and Games and it's like, yeah, oh my god. Not everything can be a fucking, like, 9 out of 10, you know? Sure, but, you know, it's just, it's that thing, right? It's going to be filler. It's the same thing we talked about in Rebel Jail, right? Like, there might have, maybe it was deadlines, maybe it was just, you know, yeah, you weren't exactly. feeling it as well, or you didn't know where you were going with it. But, but this makes it's that up difference that. in strength, right? Yeah, because End of Games and Vader down, amazing. Yeah, they're peak, so good. peak Vader. Oh, yeah. Like, if I were to recommend anything to people, it would be Vader, like, this Vader series and Vader down, for sure. Mm-hmm. and i can't wait we're going to be covering a book later on called lords of the sith oh yeah lords of the sith is really great. fun really fun <laughs> book with Val- uh, palpatine and vader and we get mm-hmm. a little bit of anakin in that book spoiler alert um, <laughs> which is kind of cool anything else the whole silo thing it's with his like multiple clones using different weapons and all that yeah it felt like a kill bill moment sort of okay mm-hmm. yeah i didn't think about um, that but yeah 
No, so I've just been like, yeah, we're ready. We're ready for you. We have all these different clothes all these boys buy. Okay. Uh, <laughs> here, what about this one? Not my, okay. Oh, you got me. <laughs> JK, I have another clone that's supposed to wake up as a failsafe. Oh, it's going this way. What? Oh, oh, <laughs> how did you find out? Oh, no. Okay, it's yeah, okay. I'll, I'll do another one. Nope, it's the last one. Oh, God. <laughs> just that sequence made me laugh. It, it is it is a very funny escalation. Yeah. Where it's just like, I'll do you here. I'll do you here. Well, I'm going to be immortal. Well, I'm going to fly the whale into a sun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh. <laughs> right? So you get that. And then the whole fact of just like, well, no, see, I'm going to be the favorite. I'm going to do this. I made your armor so I can stop you. It's just like, yeah, but the force, though. No, I've made <laughs> something better than the force. It's like, it, it, not you're going to die. Yeah, the only other thing that, I mean, we touched on it a little bit when I was going over the synopsis, but I did like the BT-000 when they're kind of facing off against the droid maker. Mm. But that was really interesting, right? You just kind of get to see how smart Triple Zero is, because most of the time it's just been this a maniacal death machine. Well, yeah, he but... said, you guys can't kill me, because if you do, then you'll explode, right? So then what he does, BT does, he deactivates the restraining bolts, and then the other machines kill him. Great way to get out of that. Kind, kind, well, so they have this thing where basically, yeah, it's it's once the droid maker realizes that he's talking with the triple zero matrix, he's like, I should probably destroy you. You're kind of a, a monstrous abomination who yeah. just wants to, to kill all human or all organics. Ten, yeah. And BT and triple zero is just basically like, well, you can't. I should kill you, though. And the droid maker is like, well, I put a bomb in you, so you can't. Yeah, if you, if you kill me. Yeah. you will explode. So then they come up with a solution, or BT does anyway, of removing the strain bolts so we don't have to kill them, but maybe the other yeah, droids will. Yeah, everyone also kill them. Yeah. And yeah, and, and it's, exactly the point that Ed, it's exactly the point that Ed was saying, right? It's like, if you treat, you know, why even treat droids like shit, which most people in Star Wars seem to do? It, it's, yeah, and, it's like taking your rage out on a person, right? Like, it's not that droids are people, but like, there's this like sentience about the droids that they learn, mm -hmm. they retain, they interact. Like, it's this... I mean, artificial like, intelligence, even more, right? Like, why would you want to be mean to something that? Well, yeah, because even more blunt than that, if if you have something that has a fear of death, yeah, you know, true, that's a spark of humanity that you should agree with. And I mean, you know, you see that a lot in Star Wars. Well, we only see the good side of it, right? Because it, you know, if you look at any droid that any of the good guys ever has, they never have restraining bolts, right? Mm -hmm. because, because they trust them. Yeah, the good guys always treat them as humans, right? L3, Chopper. And we see that Dark in Alphabet two. Squadron. We've talked about that when we had. Well, yeah. Yurka Quell. Yurka and DT6, right? Like that, that's, that an that's a really right? interesting one. Yeah, that's a great that's a great dichotomy in there because at first she doesn't understand why right. they, you know, they say in the beginning when she joins, she's like, I don't even understand why rebels even use droids. It's so stupid. It's such a, it's such a fail safe. Right. And it, it's interesting because you kind of learn that's part of the reason why the, the empire thinks the rebels use shitty fighters. Yeah. Because they're relying on droid help, even though the and, and shields are versus just being in a cockpit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, exactly. Right, yeah. Take, taking hits and being like, "Oh, being I'm not dead pilot. yet." But you know, you get to see that kind of that that kind of growth towards it. And yeah, it's the same thing, right? She has a need of training both for DT because eventually it's that it fits into that. And you know, we we see how far you know friendly droids are willing to go. Yeah, for people. And you know, the the one that sticks out most for me is now is Clone Wars season seven. Yeah. Where you know, Ahsoka. R7 and, and the other droids are, yeah, they're willing to put to put their lives on the line to help her yep. just because she asked and, you know, she's friends with them. Yeah. So 
you see people treating droids like shit. Well, like in Bad Batch, right? That's why that's why we don't feel bad in Bad Batch when Echo, like Echo and Hunter, just absolutely screw over that droid or that uh that shop owner because mm-hmm. he's using restraining bolts on all those droids and he treats them like shit. And I think that's why George, Lu- you know, talking about droids and stuff like that. I think we're going on a tangent, but slight tangent yeah, no, here. Good. I think that's why George Lucas. His favorite arc of the Clone Wars is the one with the droids on that like uh. desert planet because it gives you it gives you that like they're the main characters of this story and mm. they're just as interesting as any other character that you'd find but they're droids and they're you know working through something together I mean there's Gascone there but I mean Gascone's Gascone but I mean it's yeah. good story it's it's pretty dry you know pun intended mm-hmm. with the planet being of desert wasteland but the yeah, I don't know. Droids are interesting. Treat them like, you know, treat treat this, uh, you know, device, Siri here, with the respect. And uh, well, maybe... to be fair, Siri can't think for itself yet. I mean, I mean, Siri's but... fucking dumb. But yes, <laughs> yes, no, I, I get you. Yeah, if we had something that, I mean, if we, yeah, if we had an electronic that had a fear of death, you know, I would at least treat it better, I, you know. Do you fear death, Siri? Oh, my God. There's no how to respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> Not, yet. Surprise. Not yet. Not yet but all right yeah what? no the, there there was something else i was trying to go with that i'm just trying to remember what it was with the droids I, I know well i know the first point i don't know where i was going with it though because it's that's all right it's a very palatable analogy for slavery right a hundred percent because they're because like they the, outlaw slavery but then they have these droids and you put a restraining yeah, bolt on it which oh. is like a slave collar yeah that, that's that's where i was going with this right like it's a good way to do it it's a good way to have these things that you understand their situation in life and seeing it being accepted like that. And it really, I think hammers home how you can tell a good guy's a good guy. Yeah. Right. If they treat their droids well, how do they treat anybody? But or at least, at least even, droids. even if a bad person has sparks of good in them, right. If you had an evil character that is still treating their droids kindly, yeah, then that gives you at least a little bit of sympathy. Right. And it works a lot better because not, although a lot of droids resemble humanoids, they don't look like humans, right? It's, right? it's the difference between good storytelling like Star Wars and kind of cheap, bad storytelling like Detroit Become Human, mm-hmm. if you've ever played that game, where, oh God, the analogies for slavery in that game are just so fucking lazy and just, it's bad. It's a bad game. But yeah, you know, you get to kind of see that. that really, and it, it's, it's interesting because it's storytelling that kind of tells you without really spelling it out. I mean, it does kind of spell it out for you. Sometimes, like in Solo, with the, the little droid revolution on Kessel. Yeah. But... That was fun. Y- yeah, because these things are implied, but they never overtly say it, mm-hmm. right? That this is slavery. It's just... it bas- I mean, it is. It is. It definitely is. They, and they just kind of skirt across We see it that in The Bad it. Batch. Yeah. In, the, in two, epi- two or three episodes ago, when they sold you know echo yeah yeah echo and yeah right. exactly like it's it's feelings don't come into it it's just money yeah which you know the fact that nobody questions that isn't good the one thing but... that i wanted to say too is like you're saying like yeah how you treat your droids is is exactly it but like bt and triple zero are this one exception to the droid thing where like they're fucking crazy and dr afra and them have a relationship that is like i have you on the back foot you have to follow my orders and now mm. i have you on the back foot and now you have to run for your life dr afra Right. And then there's like this dichotomy, like it's mm. it's kind of showing you like that kind of relationship doesn't last. You know, well, yeah, and, and you're right, like sociopath droids are their own thing, but it's the same thing with sociopath people. Right. But yeah. they're they're still the thing I think at least that they have that they kind of touch on in this comic is that, you know, Afra doesn't treat them badly. She's scared of them 
and wary of them, which is fine because yeah. if she wasn't, she'd be stupid. Yeah. But she doesn't treat them badly, right? Like they they say certain things. You know, Triple Zero alludes to it a couple of times, where he's like, "Well, at least Afra's a good master." When you know, until we eventually kill her. Yeah. And like they say here, right, where it's just like, oh, yeah, no, if the droids were kind, they wouldn't turn. And he says, like, we put up with you because... Oh, sorry, if the master was kind, the droids wouldn't turn. Yeah, we so. put up with you because you are you make our lives interesting. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we're able to kill things, and that's all we want. Yeah. And, like, you can see that Triple Zero is waiting for an excuse to kill her. Yeah. But I think that's a part of it as well, right? Like, because she isn't treating them badly. He's not, like, gung-ho. It's just, it's a thing he has where he's just like, haha, I'll kill you one of these days. Yeah, it it almost sounds it's it's like it's borderline Sundere, right? Or it's like he's he's screwing with her just because he's more like but Yandere. Also, well, <laughs> except yeah, except he's not obsessed with her, right? No, but, but he's it's a, like, he wants to kill everything. It's like his friendly banter, like the way yeah. of saying like we're friends is I'm gonna kill you one of these days. Exactly. Except for the fact that you know he's not lying. Yeah, like he probably would if he ever got bored. You know, right? a VR game I would fucking play the shit out of mm-hmm. is like like a Saw type horror game that is run by bt and triple zero <laughs> that would be fucking amazing like i know they're never gonna make it because it's too too dark but that would be hilarious where you have to go through all these like weird puzzles of like trying to yeah. survive because they're just wanting to like fuck with people i mean at that point it's just a different version of portal right instead of glados you've got triple zero in charge yes please <laughs> yes please that's what i want yeah. Because Triple Zero, I feel like, is the one who, like, he wants to see them jump through hoops and fail, and just, he wants to, to enjoy that. Whereas I think BT just wants to kill everything that he, he wants to explode, sees, yeah, right? just destroy. Like, yeah. he has a fucking Gatling gun on the top of his head, and, and like, yeah. well, proton and torpedoes I, out of his body. And as we see from other points, right, like, his B, uh, Triple Zero doesn't really care about destroying other droids, but BT doesn't give a damn. Yeah, right? he'll just do whatever, <laughs> just he just wants to blow everything, everything up. Because that's, yeah. that's his purpose, that's his programming. Yeah, it's true. I still hate Blastromech. <laughs> yeah, a, Blastomech, isn't it? It's such a bad whatever it is. Yeah. It's such a bad pun. Yeah. It's just like, That's what the BT stands for. I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, you want to get into the rankings? Yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, well, yeah, it's fun. I thought I was the one in charge of this, but I I, I just yeah, I, but... I say them. I just do it just to kind of move us along. No, no, no. It's fine. Yeah. I, I get you. Because I'll, I'll talk about this till till it's like 10 p.m. But oh, I know. Yeah, I think we've we've basically uh, you know said ever said our piece about uh, everything in this book. So let's head into the rankings. The circle is now complete. So uh, yeah, Dan, why don't you start us off on what you think End of Games deserves for yourself out of 10? Out of 10, I gave it an 8.5. It's not quite a nine. Well, like nine is like, damn, I'd read this over and over and over again. Mm. Um, as much as I'm happy that Tag is now dead in this comic, um, <laughs> it's not it's not like the best. You know, the, there are really good comics that are coming up that I know. And this is, you know, I looked at the other rankings that I gave Darth Vader Volume 1 and all that stuff. So Volume 1, mm. I gave a, a 7. Volume 2, I gave a 7. And uh, Volume 3, I gave a 7. They're all 7s. Mm. And I'm like, this is better in every respect to those. Mm. And tag died. That's the point five. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the point five. Yeah. Tag died. But yeah, yeah no, I think I think an eight point five is a good place to put this because it's you know it's a great series, mm. good way to end the series. I love how they jump back and forth between Star Wars and this because this takes place after Rebel Jail when Afra leaves the jail, yeah, right? Yeah. And then she's found on this backwater planet and all this stuff happens. But we get a lot and like this is like the real like start of like where Afra starts to become her own character in her own series and, you know, that mm. kind of stuff. 
So yeah, I'm no longer chained to Vader. Right. And I'm really excited for everyone to experience what her story is because it's, it's fun. There's a lot of fun stuff in it. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, dead. so yeah, all right. Well, that's where the point five comes in, definitely, because oh, yeah. I'm, I'm giving this one an eight, which is the same thing I gave Shadows and Secrets, because my only so the only downside I have of this this whole story overall, and it's something that we didn't really touch on, is that kind of it's almost the same thing that i said for rebel jail but it is different where if you took out this entire vader story it wouldn't change anything there's nothing that you're missing right no but it adds so lore, much lore wise about vader yeah it just gives that, you more so, of what you want and that that's really the only reason why this doesn't get a 9 or an 8.5 for me is because if you took this out it wouldn't really change anything mm -hmm. and it doesn't really build on vader's lore at all uh, which is, you know, the difference between this series and what we'll get into with the next Vader comic series. I think it adds but, to his, like the series, or are you saying this it, this this volume itself? Like, there, there's nothing. By the time we finish this this these four books, there is nothing new about Vader's lore that we're really missing, right? Like, I'm saying just about Vader. Yeah. Like, he, as a character, he hasn't really been built or changed in any way. However, the reason this gets an eight is because if you like Vader, as we all do. This is a really, really good series. Yeah, because it is just it is pure Vader. He hasn't been changed. He doesn't. He doesn't feel at any point like he's not Vader. You feel James Earl he, Jones and David Prowse in this character. Like, it yeah. is movie Vader. He is movie Vader. He is re he is ruthless and relentless, and he's got a drive, and he's going to use all the anger inside of him to do so. Yeah, and he doesn't stop for anything. And that's my favorite part about this series is he just walks through every obstacle. 100%. Because he is the blunt fist of the Sith, right? He just crushes everything. So, yeah, like I said, overall, this doesn't add to anything on Vader, but it is such a good comic if you want to learn more about one of the best Sith out there. We did miss two things. The nope. No, we, we did the misadventures of BT and Triple Zero. We missed yeah. the, the, the short coda at the end with the Tusken Raiders and Darth Vader coming to Tatooine while he's waiting for something. And he just massacres an entire village or what he thought was an entire village of Tusken Raiders. Mm. And one escapes Coda and finds another tribe. And then by the end, after they figure out what happened, they build this massive, like, tent structure oh, from all yeah, their old, like, right. destroyed village yeah, yeah, of Darth yeah. Vader. And they worship yeah. it. And I'm like, holy <laughs> fuck, that's huge. Like, that yeah. is... that that's, is. I just I just thought it was funny. Because, yeah, the, the part where he massacres the village, that's uh, while he's waiting for Boba Fett and Black Chrysanthemum. Yeah. Because that's when he, he gives them the message to go track down Luke. That was a really interesting. And, like, they have, like, the panels where it looks like old parchment that mm -hmm. is, like, being drawn on. And, like, I just yeah. thought, like, no words on part of any of the Tusken Raiders. Mm -hmm. And it was a powerful story. You could feel it, the emotion mm -hmm. and everything behind it, with no words at all. It yeah. was just pictures. I mean, it's, it's again, it's great to, to build up Vader as just being like, he's now the Tusken god of death, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's the, the harbinger but, of death, for sure. Hey, you know, if you didn't want that to happen, maybe you shouldn't have killed his mom. Just gonna throw that out there. It's, it's true. But, and we, we yeah. get that more di dimension with the Mandalorian, with the Tusken Raiders now, right? Like, they, well, are, I mean, they are not just raiders and pillagers. They're Yeah, they're not just monsters, right? Like, ironically, Mandalorian humanizes them more than anything outside of... Um, what's his name asherard het had because if, if people don't know because this is legend stuff asherard het was a tuscan jedi yeah yeah yeah. although he wasn't really a he was a human adopted by tuscans who then became a jedi and then great is obviously one too well wasn't he uh 
slight spoiler. Okay, so legacy spoilers. So if for some reason you ever wanted to read Legacy, even though it's not in canon anymore, yeah. Asteroid Head is Darth Krayt. Oh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think, I, that, I, think that I knew that. I just circle. didn't remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Asteroid Head basically gets captured before Order 66, and he gets a bunch of, of uh, Vergier and implants a bunch of Yuzan Vong tech into him. Oh, that's fun. And so that's why Darth Krayt is wearing Yuzan Vong organic armor. That because, makes sense. Yeah, and that's also why he's been alive for... 160 years i yeah, think yeah i was gonna say because if he's in order 66 man that's a long time yeah yeah but hell man we we got through this and you know good ending this is the first time we've actually finished a series i think nope that's not true canon <laughs> canon we finished yeah yeah canon i mean there's like the standalone five issue series like lando and princess leia and all that stuff but this is like the first like ongoing series that we finished Mm -hmm. uh, more than just like two volumes right this, so this is the longest on ongoing series that we finished definitely because canon was sure. two volumes right yeah yeah that was a, that was a mini series kind of like the other ones but it was twice as long they actually only wanted to do five issues for that or six issues oh, yeah? and then it was so well received because rebels at the time that mm -hmm. they got uh, another uh six issues there is actually online as well ironically I, I can i can link this into the discord and stuff but if you're looking for it on youtube just speaking about canon there is some you know what, i'm gonna go look up his name because he deserves it or their name i don't i don't know what gender they are are you talking about but... the audio comics no, so so someone has gone into the Bad Batch episode one and actually changed it so it fits with the comic. So Gray's armor is now orange yellow. Oh, so sorry, cool, orange yeah. red. And Deepa Balaba has her orange green lightsaber. Nice. Uh, bad Batch. Oh, yeah. oh, here it is. So uh, the user is it's the YouTuber Endless Abyss. And uh, yeah, if you want to look up that clip where we'll you put can in the, see... We'll put it in the description of this episode. Yeah, we'll put it in the description. But uh, if you're curious about it and you want to see it right now, uh, the clip is called Comic Accurate Order 66. Nice. Can you send that to me and I'll put it in the description? No, I refuse. Ah. <laughs> you have to look for it. But uh, nice. And yeah, as you can see, it literally shows both things. So Deepa's got her green lightsaber again and Commander Grey has his red orange armor. Cool stuff. And yeah, it's very cool. But yeah, Ed, what about you? What do you think Vader Volume 4 is deserving in a ranking number? Um, It was tough to put one through this. I would say... 7.5 okay because uh, i was really struggling to get between either seven or eight mm. um but with especially with this one 7.5 feels like can i tell you what you gave volume three sorry what i give volume three eight yeah this was the shooter on right yeah. yeah 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 see this one feels it wraps everything up nicely but the whole i don't know seeing more it again <laughs> just made it all the worse. Yeah. Even with I, his funny I, death. The point five was funny because he went basically the same way as his sister. So it's really poetic. Mm. Uh, it's really like you get what you get, bro. But there's no balance with that. There's only the force at that point. Like, uh -huh, <laughs> take that. But yeah, I don't know. It, this one was just kind of like, all right, cool. That wraps that up. That wraps that up. That wraps that up. So it was always like, okay, this is the answer to this. This is the answer to this. It's a nice finale. There are things mm. I believe this is that is the last. This is the last arc. Right. This is the last arc of everything with the 2015 Vader. Mm. Yeah. No, so, that makes sense. Yeah. It's. I wanted. I don't know what I wanted, but I know I didn't get everything I wanted from this one. Mm. It's just like all right, yeah, but it was still good. So good. My expectations for Vader are just stupid high. So that's <laughs> that's a lot of bias coming through. Yeah, it's the same kind of thing I mentioned, right? Where it's just like, look, if you took this entire series out, 
then it doesn't really take away from Vader because it's, no. we're not really learning anything new about him. But it is a really fun Vader adventure as yeah. opposed to, you know, some of the other comics that we've read where it's like, unlike the Chewbacca comic and the Leia comic, mm. it's like, this is just pure unfettered Vader and we're yeah. not getting it bogged down by side characters. Exactly. This is actually the first comic Ed, that you gave a 7.5. All the other Vader comics, you gave an 8. I know. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I know. But that one, especially with the ones that are coming up, yeah. that'll probably go up again because... God, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm going to have such conflicting feelings about the next first issue of Vader because it's, I, I really like the comic, but I hate the lore that comes into it. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's end yeah. this podcast. God damn it, I'm the one who's in charge of this. <laughs> it's so hard because I'm used... With that being said, let's get into the outro! Be careful not to choke on your aspirations, Director. All right. You've done it now. Look at me. I'm the captain here. <laughs> <laughs> so, welcome to the end of this episode of Temple Archives, the show run by Noma. <laughs> Oof. Okay. We're going to have a duel in VR with lightsabers, my friend. And you, get to be head of, you get to be head of the podcast in general. Just give me this. <laughs> I I am the Vader of this podcast. Right, Noma. I am giving you this. No, you're, you're the silo in this I'm, situation. I'm, I'm the sorry. Vader. You're the silo. Come on. No, no, well, you're the Palpatine of Voice of the Force. I'm the Vader <laughs> for Temple Archives. I get to be <laughs> the smaller part. Oh, man. Oh, God. But yeah, so speaking of Temple Archive stuff, if you'd enjoyed this episode, then next episode, we're going to be getting into more Star Wars comics. We're going to be going into Star Wars Volume 4, Last Flight of the Harbinger. So mm -hmm. that'll be hopefully fun. Uh, I hate to keep smashing on Rebel Jail, but hopefully it'll be better than that one. But uh, we'll have to wait and see. So outside of the comics that we were reviewing, once again, we've gone over our giveaway that is over now, unfortunately. But, you know, thank you guys for entering. And, uh, you know, uh, keep listening to this podcast because you never know when we'll be doing another giveaway. But you're not listening for the giveaways, let's be honest. You're listening for, for <laughs> us and our opinions and, of you know, our, our banter, our witty banter that you just heard. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the giveaways are just a cherry on top of the nice yeah. uh, banana split Sunday or whatever. <laughs> banana split Sunday. Oh, God, know. you give me Dairy Queen flashbacks. Oh, God. I love banana <laughs> splits. I, I like them if they're anything except for a blizzard, because if you want a banana split blizzard, you're a monster. That is but, uh, monstrous. <laughs> Jesus. That's disgusting. That's a people want that's force choke worthy. If, and a heads up, if you ever want that, don't just, just get a banana split, because the yeah. banana split blizzard has so much liquid in it that it's always just going to be a runny mess. No. Oh, but, yeah. Um, like the strawberries, the pineapple, the fudge, the everything. Yeah, straw the strawberries. Oh like every, it's just it's just it's not good. Chocolate fudge, so it syrup. all just waters down the... Uh, the ice cream so if you want to know more about star wars or dairy queen hacks because i've also got some of those i got some mcdonald's hacks so there you go <laughs> yeah we with uh, with our powers combined we can balloon you guys up to 500 pounds <laughs> but uh is, yeah if you want to know if you want to know more about fast food hacks a place that we've worked at <laughs> or other things about star wars dan how can the viewers get a hold of us <laughs> you can find all of our awesome mcdonald's and or dairy queen hacks over at voice of the wait a minute that means we have to write them down <laughs> <laughs> we'll make some good youtube videos and tutorials on what to say and how to, how to approach those you can also find our specials there like we talked about at the beginning of the show you can find all of our temple archives episodes hollow headlines and our normal discussion show right now we're doing the bad batch if you haven't listened to those and mm -hmm. it's a lot of fun so we're trying to release them right after the episode comes out to so maybe like the monday after 
and uh, it's a it's a lot of fun discussion they're shorter episodes probably 35 to 45 50 minutes so please enjoy those and let us know what you're thinking about what might be happening next or how you're enjoying the bad batch you can also email us at voice of the force at gmail.com to let us know what your favorite dq blizzard is and or <laughs> what your favorite fast food hack is and social media you can find us on twitter and instagram over at voice force pod you can retweet and repost our episode tweets, which helps with visibility. And what that means is that when you do that, your followers see everything that you're posting. And if you're reposting us, it shows them us, and then they could come and listen. You could also say it by word of mouth, which is fantastic. I have said that, you know, recommending podcasts to friends is uh, one of my pastimes. So maybe it could be <laughs> one of yours. That is an understatement. But it yes. is. Uh, <laughs> listen, rate and review Follow and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all major podcast platforms. If you review us with five stars and a comment, that also helps with visibility, which means more people will see us when you search mm -hmm. Star Wars in that podcast platform. And if you follow or subscribe, which is free, you get the episode as soon as it releases without having to go manually download it yourself. Uh, I know Apple is instituting the follow as the new thing for them for free. And then subscribing on Apple Podcasts now is going to cost. You can, you can actually like put money towards podcast pla podcasters that you uh, really enjoy. So please follow us. If uh, you know, you don't have to subscribe. We don't ask for that. But if mm -hmm. you want to just follow us and listen to us, that's all that we require. Exactly. Right now. Whenever that view count goes up, we get little, little happy feelings inside. Do it. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> whenever we get more subscribers we feel hope again and then we have to crush it like vader yes we get the we anakin comes back up welling exactly and then it just gets destroyed yeah. no i actually don't appreciate you talking about me like, like you should know that we have destroyed you comic. yeah <laughs> well Thanks for listening, everybody. No, damn it. This is my podcast. I have taken it back <laughs> from all of us here at Voice of the Force. <laughs> Thank you for listening. And once again, may the Force be with you. May the rage sustain you. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>